Welcome to another episode of Murderers in Ohio. In this episode, I will be talking about a case out of Marion County, Ohio. So this episode will be a part of 88 counties of murderers in Ohio. In 1993, Robin Dennis was brutally raped and murdered. A man by the name of Maurice Mason was convicted for that rape and murder. He was sentenced to death in 1994 by the state of Ohio. However, in 2008, Maurice's death sentence got overturned to a life sentence. I'm going to talk about that right now on Murderers in Ohio. So we got a killer on a run in Ohio. I want you to try to imagine this. A 19-year-old lady running through an empty field in the early part of February, still at the last part of winter. She's running because she's scared for her life. A man is chasing after her. He catches up with her and drags her down to the ground in an abandoned barn. He beats her over the head with the end of his gun and then he rapes her. This horrible situation did unfortunately happen back in February of 1993 in Marion County, Ohio. Marion County is in the northern part of Ohio, the county north of Delaware County, north of the city of Columbus. A young couple by the names of Chris and Robin Dennis lived in the small village of Essex, which is in the southern part of Marion County. Robin was 19 years old and pregnant with her first child. Robin had gone missing from the city of Marion on February 8th of 1993. Robin and her husband Chris had stayed at some friend's house in the city of Marion. Robin's car would be found in a field two days later on February the 10th. Law enforcement could not locate Robin. This is what law enforcement found out about Robin's activities leading up to February the 8th, the day she had gone missing. February the 7th of 1993, Robin and Chris had gone to the city of Marion to stay with some friends. The names of these friends were Mike and Carol. They had gone there in Robin's car. It is known that Chris had brought a gun with him, a small 22 caliber Colt revolver. It is not said why he brought the gun with him. However, I believe it was for him to sell or trade. The city of Marion is the county seat of Marion County. Robin and her husband Chris had stayed the night in the city of Marion. On February the 8th, they had stayed in the city and had gone to an H&R block office in the morning. That same day, February the 8th, which was a Monday, Robin and Chris had stopped at another friend's house in the city of Marion. They had stopped by to see a guy named Rick. There was another man at Rick's house, someone that Chris did know, Rick's cousin, 29-year-old Maurice Mason. The four of them hung out at Rick's house for a little while, and then at some point, Robin, Chris, and Maurice had gone to Mike and Carol's house. Mike and Carol's house is where Chris and Maurice started talking about a trade that would involve Chris's gun. The two guys talked about trading Chris's Colt revolver for a television that Maurice owned. There was alcohol being consumed. Around 3 in the afternoon, Robin and Maurice got into Robin's car to go pick up Maurice's TV. 
you might wonder why Chris did not go with Robin and Maurice. It was because Chris was passed out from drinking alcohol. He was passed out on the couch in Mike and Carol's living room. Chris would not wake up till later after Robin and Maurice had done left and Robin should have done returned. However, Robin did not come back to Mike and Carol's house. Chris could not find his Colt 22 revolver. Law enforcement would start their search for 19-year-old Robin Dennis. Witnesses place Maurice Mason as the last person to see Robin. Maurice did state that he was going to trade his TV for Chris's gun, but the trade never took place. Law enforcement would not have anything to work with till two days later, February the 10th of 1993. A vehicle would be found stuck and abandoned in a farmer's field. The vehicle was found in a field close to New Road. It was a light collar, compact car. The car would be looked over by investigators. And they did find a few things. There was a set of keys on the front passenger seat. However, they did not belong to Robin's car. On the outside of the passenger door and on the passenger side of the dash, they found shoe prints. There was also blood found in the car. Law enforcement could tell that a struggle did occur in Robin's vehicle. Law enforcement would receive leads by two eyewitnesses. One was a farmer who said that he had seen a man walking in his field. The man was headed towards Pole Lane Road around 4.10 in the afternoon on February the 8th. The farmer described the man as black, around 200 pounds, wearing jeans and a jacket plus a bandana on his head. I am not trying to point out Maurice's race. I'm only stating what it says in the court document that I found online. Around 4.15 p.m., a sheriff deputy noticed a man walking along Pole Lane Road. The man was wearing a dark jacket and a bandana on his head. The deputy sheriff would look at a lineup of five to six pictures. That deputy identified Maurice Mason as the man that he had seen walking on Pole Lane Road on February the 8th. Maurice told the detectives, that he was dropped off at his house around 2.30 in the afternoon on February the 8th. He said that his wife had come home around 4.15 that afternoon, and then they both had gone to the YMCA together. Maurice denied ever being alone with Robin. Maurice's statement did not match up with any witness statements that detectives had received. Detectives would take the shoes that Maurice was wearing when they picked him up as evidence. The search for 19-year-old Robin Dennis would come to an end on February the 13th of 1993, five days after she had gone missing. Law enforcement would find Robin in what is described as a converted barn near Pole Lane Road. Robin was face down, only wearing a bra, her jeans and underwear, had been pulled down to her ankles and lower legs. Her jacket was found eight feet away from her body. The jacket had burrs and debris on it, from Robin running through the field. Robin's car keys and t-shirt was under the coat. So whose keys were in Robin's car? Robin had been beaten to death and possibly raped. Twenty feet from the body, 
Detectives located what they thought was the murder weapon, a piece of wood with nails sticking out of it. They would also find another piece of wood with blood and hair on it. Law enforcement would still be at the crime scene on February the 15th. On that day, they would find a piece of metal. That piece of metal was identical to a grip frame from a Colt 22 revolver, the same type of gun that Chris and Maurice had talked about trading for a TV. They never did find that gun. Maurice did admit to talking to Chris about trading the gun for the TV, but he said the trade never took place and he never took possession of the gun. The evidence would only pile up against Maurice Mason. I told you that on February the 12th that law enforcement took the shoes that Maurice was wearing. His shoes matched one of the shoe prints on Robin's car. The other shoe print was left by one of Robin's shoes. Maurice's shoes would give them more evidence. They found blood on the shoe, the same blood type as Robin's blood. There was also a set of keys that were found in Robin's car. Robin's keys were found near her body. So whose keys were left on the driver's seat of Robin's car? Those keys were traced back to a 1981 Chrysler, a vehicle that was owned by Maurice's wife. Robin's body was found about a 8-minute walking distance from where her car was found, and it was about a 70-minute walk to Maurice's house. An autopsy would be done, and it would be determined that Robin died from blunt force trauma that caused multiple skull fractures. There were eight cuts across Robin's head. She had a black eye, bruises on her head, face, and body. She had been strangled at one point, but that was not the cause of death. The coroner determined some of the bruises came from a piece of wood and the others possibly from the butt of a revolver. They did run some tests to see if Robin had been raped. They found no trauma but did find DNA inside of Robin and on her underwear. That DNA would be matched up to Maurice Mason. When Robin's body was examined at the crime scene, it was determined that she was killed in the abandoned barn. She was raped or sexually molested, and that her body had been there since February the 8th. Maurice Mason, who was 29 years old at the time, would be indicted by a grand jury and would stand trial for the murder of 19-year-old Robin Dennis. The death penalty would be put on the table by the state of Ohio. Maurice would go on trial denying any involvement with Robin Dennis's murder. At one point in the trial, Maurice said that Chris, Robin's husband, was the one who killed Robin. That he knew it, they knew it, everyone knew it. Maurice would testify at his trial, however, his statements conflicted with the evidence and witness statements. Maurice said that he had known Robin since September of 1992. They did have sex a couple times after meeting each other in September. He said that on February the 8th that Robin and him did have sex at Rick's house, Maurice's cousin, around 10.30 in the morning. He was trying to explain why his DNA was found on Robin. He said that Chris and Robin both had dropped him off at his house around 3 in the afternoon. Then he went walking around town. 
He did admit that he first did lie to the detectives, saying that he got home at 2.30 and that his wife and him had gone to the YMCA. That was not true. He admitted that. At his trial, he said, though, that he was dropped off at 3 in the afternoon, went walking around town. He met up with a friend at a laundromat. They had drunk some alcohol at a park. That was supposed to have taken place between the hours of 3 and 5 on February the 8th. Now that friend of Maurice's did testify at the trial and confirmed that they did meet up at the laundromat and they did drink some alcohol at the park. However, that friend could not remember the exact day that him and Maurice had been drinking in the park. A lady would testify on Maurice's behalf and she would testify that she had seen Maurice out walking after 5 p.m. and she had picked up Maurice at 5.20 p.m. Then she took Maurice home. After that, Maurice walked over to that lady's house between the hours of 6 and 7 in the evening and that was where he stayed the rest of the night. My question is, why did Maurice stay the night with the other lady rather than staying home with his wife? Maurice tried to explain away the keys that were found in Robin's car on February the 10th. Maurice said that law enforcement took his keys on February the 12th and had lied saying his keys were found in Robin's car. Pictures, though, that were taken on February the 10th proved that Maurice had lied about his keys. Maurice and his defense lawyer tried to disprove all the evidence against Maurice. However, the jury wasn't buying it. Maurice Mason was found guilty and he was sentenced to death by the state of Ohio for the horrible murder and rape of 19-year-old Robin Dennis. His charges were aggravated murder and rape and also having a firearm while on disability. Maurice was sentenced to death in 1994. There would be court appeals filed and in 2008, Things changed for Maurice Mason. In a court appeal in 2008, Maurice argued that he had a poor defense team during his sentencing back in 1994. Maurice's lawyer also argued that things were kept from the trial that could have gotten Maurice a lighter sentence. They said that Maurice had a bad childhood. His dad had run a prostitution ring out of the house and both parents had been dealing drugs and his mom had shot his father in front of him. This is my opinion. His childhood has nothing to do with what that man done to Robin Dennis in 1993. Not everyone shares my opinion, though. In 2008, the court decision from 1994 was overturned, and Maurice would no longer sit on death row. Maurice would be resentenced to 26 years to life in prison. That means the man who showed no mercy to Robin when he attacked her will be eligible for parole after serving 26 years. 19-year-old Robin Dennis did not deserve to die the way that she did in Marion County, Ohio. I am Bill Swafford and I have been your host here on Murderers in Ohio. We got the devil on the road in Ohio.